Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you, everybody, who continues to listen. We really appreciate it. Um, just makes this more fun for us. I mean, this is fun, as is, but it makes it more fun when we get... We see our, our numbers just grow every week. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, so we really appreciate it. You can listen to us both on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix, me 1-4 to four on the Freaks, and both 4-7 to seven on the Drive. So I teased yesterday uh, at the end of the podcast, and it was just a question. When was the last time a running quarterback won a Super Bowl? Because all we've talked about is Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. And, uh, you know, it, it may be great for uh, ratings, may be great for wins for all we know. I mean, he, as far he as go, interest, intrigue yeah, in the team. Absolutely. I mean, exponentially. Yeah. I mean, it, it flips the whole franchise on its head, at least before the season starts. And then when actual play happens, that's when, you know, you really pay the piper there uh, if it goes negatively. But it's just, this is an easy argument to argue. It's like, who's the greatest uh, NBA player of all time? You could say Bill Russell because he's won the most. Mm-hmm. It's an easy argument to make. But there were only, you know, there were way less teams then, blah, blah, blah. When it comes to how many running quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl, I'm going to go from 2000 on. Aaron Rodgers, if you call him a running quarterback, and Russell Wilson, if you call him a running quarterback. And it's an easy argument to make because Tom Brady's won a bunch. Peyton won a couple. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. It's a, it's the old dude club of the guys that are still playing now that have been playing since 2000, pretty much. Sure. And if you look at the NFL and where it continues to go, sure, it, it makes sense to have a quarterback that's a dual threat that can can scramble, can right. move around. But still, passing is the main threat in today's game. I mean, it's just a passing league. If you even tweak what you've asked for here, what dual threats or which running quarterbacks have been to the Super Bowl? And if you look at it, where their where their main skill set is running the football, and what's the first? I don't think you'll ever find that, right? Yeah. I mean, you you got to find somebody that's got the ability to throw the football. And we're we're asking this because Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray does possess the the ability to throw the football. He can hawk. I don't it. think anybody's going to deny that, right? I mean, you like the arm strength, you like the touch that he has on the passes. He's not Lamar but Jackson, his, but his main threat is his athleticism and his speed. Yeah. No doubt about it, right? So when you look at it, I don't. I think it would be if it would be unprecedented at this point. Sure, you can say Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson, he makes plays with his legs, but he's a he's a very polished passer. He won it when 2014. Yeah. After that, Cam Newton went to a Super Bowl. Right. We knew how that went. That pass rush crushed him. Uh, Cam Newton and Kyler Murray. I'm going to hesitate in saying that they're in the same class just because Cam Newton is a physical freak. Yeah. He's 6'5". He's 240 pounds. Yeah. And Kyler Murray is 207 pounds soaking wet. He's not going to play at 207 pounds. Uh, same thing as Russell Wilson. He's not going to play at the same weight. Russell Wilson is a uh, fire hydrant. I mean, he's just he's stout. Right. I would never classify Kyler Murray as that. So and when you look at it, I mean, there really isn't. I mean, you can look, go down the line. There aren't. Rush, rushing quarterbacks really ever in the Super Bowl. It's just, it's not, it hasn't made its way. Maybe it's just because we're just at the beginning of this where the athleticism across the board is higher than it's ever been. But man, I, I don't know. I mean, especially when you look at the up and coming quarterbacks, I mean, Jared Goff isn't a dual threat no. guy. Carson, Carson Wentz to a certain degree, he, but it's going to be less. I mean, right. he's been injured now because of it. He's kind of in the same mold of, of an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. 
but bigger. I mean, you've seen where with where the emphasis is on the athleticism, and you're and you're buying into that. There is a definite ceiling that is in the history, the annals of the NFL history of where that can take you. Agreed. I mean, and and this is obviously from the foundation of uh, the argument, Josh Rosen or Kyler Murray. That's what you know we've been talking about ever since pretty much the Super Bowl and you know the Super Bowl was over, 2018 season ended. That's Josh Rosen is a stereotypical uh, uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback body. He just is. Maybe a couple inches shorter, but it's never really affected anybody. If you are an upright passer, you're not mobile. You have the ability to bounce out of the pocket, but your speed is not one of your top five attributes. That's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And that's not to say that running quarterbacks haven't had success in the regular season. But the majority of the time, Michael Vick, etc., you can't say healthy because you're getting you're taking way more hits than a normal quarterback that stands in the pocket with seventeen hundred pounds in front of you to protect you. You know, and that's it's not like we're being closed minded. It's just the history of it. This is right. just what we've experienced since mm-hmm. the start of football. So when it comes to giving up the future of a guy that Josh Rosen that fits that mold for a guy, like you're trying to reinvent the wheel and nobody's ever been able to do it and actually be successful with the only thing that people really gauge in the NFL, whether it be coaches, players, or uh, or owners, is winning Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. And you've never had a guy like Kyler Murray anywhere close that sniffed it. Yeah, I mean, Michael Vick, I mean, he not necessarily um, injuries. The injuries didn't keep him off the field. He had his his you know highly publicized running. Yeah, with, with the, the dog. Yeah, with, with the dog, with the dog fighting, fighting right? stuff that took him out of the out of the fold when he was seemingly kind of finding his uh, flow in, in Atlanta and trying to take the Falcons to the next level. He he, he had a, c- a couple signature wins in the postseason. He beat the Packers in the postseason, but Michael Vick. And those Falcons were never a threat. Right. And even when Michael Vick in the uh, the what the is it uh, why am I spacing Vince Young when he's backup quarterback on that team and they're calling themselves the, the, dream, team. the dream team. How how did that go? Did they Non-Bee even make Oslo. the postseason? I don't they even know. make the postseason that year. Uh, and then I mean, you look at recent recent history. You've got uh, RG three, and right. the risk that you take, especially RG Kyler Murray. Fits the mold more of RG three in his frame, and RG three was significantly bigger than than Kyler Murray already, um, and and how how fragile he is, and how vulnerable he is, especially with the speed of the NFL. I don't care how athletic you are, yeah, you're gonna get squared up, or you're gonna get hit wrong, you're gonna get hit in an awkward situation, and if you're not built for it, that athleticism, that world class athleticism, we've seen RG three fall off a cliff. Oh yeah. Yeah, Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, it's just with Murray. So he ran for over a thousand yards last year, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, it's insane because it wasn't first progression run. Mm-hmm. Like this dude, obviously they're high powered. They put up a whole bunch of points. And listen, they put up. Uh, who was the game? Was it West Virginia when it was a hundred plus points scored, hundred twenty plus points scored, something like that. The numbers, because he's in the Big 12, are inflated. I understand. I, mm-hmm. I, I completely understand that. But it doesn't mean that it's just easy that anybody can execute what he's executed. And your points are completely valid. But if you could take the Ladanian Tomlinson mentality, which is you run out of bounds. You're on the sideline, you run out of bounds. You don't try to go for those two extra yards. It He played way longer than he should have because LT 
had the same amount of carries and the same amount of catches pretty much as Arian Foster did, but Arian Foster did a completely different way, and he was out of relevancy after four years. Mm-hmm. I'm not equating running backs to quarterbacks, but Kyler Murray, if done correctly, I don't think that it's necessarily a, oh, he's going to get injured 100% because he's smaller than everybody else. Darren Sproles still exists in this league. So, I mean, you know he has two ACL tears, maybe one. Yeah, I think two. When it comes to size and the ability to not get injured, Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's a foregone conclusion that it's going to happen. The risk is just a little bit higher. That's all. So, on the other side, there's stumbled upon this Jason Locken for a conspiracy potential three-team deal. is spicy. I will hopefully not jump out of my pantalones talking about this. Alex Clancy Bobrock, we'll be right back. Welcome back, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy Bobrock. So I believe we'll alleviate you from any more Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen talk for the rest of this podcast. So you have about fifteen minutes of no, I think chill time. There is a little bit. I mean, just I was reading an article on NJ.com, New Jersey publication about, and they're they're following the story very closely yeah. because they believe that the Giants are going to be players for Josh Rosen, and they're they're starting to see. And I think Josh Weinfuss, a guy that you talk to a couple times a week uh-huh. on your on your daily show on Fox Sports 910, uh, Weinfuss for ESPN.com, uh, they're taking from some of the things that Josh reported and how they believe that Cliff Kingsbury is now, finally, at this stage in the process, driving the price up for Josh Rosen. And we'll get into that after we, we finish this conversation. Um, I'm so excited to talk about this. Because <laughs> it's just, listen. Again, we we love talking about all this stuff over and over again. We do. But it's nice to have a little wrinkle, something that we haven't heard yet. And uh, this is one thing that we haven't heard yet. So, Jason Lockenfora, CBS Sports. Smart dude. Really top of the line with his mock drafts. You know, whatever he does. He He did have the one little, the incident with him and Colin Kaepernick. Right, where he, where he said he was hanging out with Colin Kaepernick, and Colin Kaepernick said this, this, and this, and it really didn't. Like the whole the entire situation was was pretty far from the truth. But for the most part, Jason Lockenfour has been a very reliable source as far as the NFL is concerned. Yes, sorry. No, it's fine. I love anecdotes. <laughs> so, so Jason Lockenfour put this scenario together. There's one with the Raiders. We're not going to talk about that because this isn't locked on Raiders. Your boy Q can take care of that. Mm -hmm. This is a situation between the Seahawks, the Giants, and the Cardinals. So is this, this is just Jason Lockenfora. Pontificating. Okay. It's not. But it's, but, but there have been rumblings that the April 15th uh, tax day deadline for Russell Wilson to get a new deal with the Seahawks. If that's not met, who knows? Russell Wilson is only a nice guy until he's not. Mm -hmm. So he wants to get paid. And, and I will give Colin Cowherd credit. This is not me. This is Colin Cowherd. He said a month ago that don't be surprised if the Giants and Seahawks start talking about acqui- the Giants acquiring Russell Wilson. Absolutely. And well, in the, one of his main reasons was uh, getting a little pressure from the old misses, right? Yeah, because she wants to go to New York and mm-hmm. she wants to live the la-la life mm-hmm. when Carmelo actually went to, go, went to go play for the Knicks. And, and uh, Pete Carroll's a defensive-minded coach, doesn't want to overpay. And listen... If he's going to get 35 mil a year, they're never going to win again. You know, look at what happened with the Seahawks when they have to start paying people. Like, this is what happens. They got so lucky for four years that he was making, you know, $400,000 a year as a third-round pick. 
Yeah. Th- now you I got mean, now you got to pay. That's what the Cardinals are looking to take advantage of. It right. was, and it was even more so as as you mentioned him being a later round pick that they could they didn't have to pay a quarterback and that they could spend their money elsewhere. They spent twenty roster. mil on Matt Flynn and then cut him. Yeah, they they spent the money on the defensive secondary, paying paying guys that emerged as stars on that team, whether it was Richard Sherman or Earl Thomas. Or Cam Chancellor. And then Marshawn Lynch came out of nowhere. Marshawn Lynch, absolutely. And you had a couple guys on the offensive end with Lynch that, that were impressive. But yeah, then once once Russell Wilson got paid, they didn't couldn't infuse any money across the offensive line. The you know, their aging defensive stars ended up kind of falling out of favor uh-huh. and finding their ways out of town. And now, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it also look at their offense. I mean, that, the that's C- been the worst offense every well, year. No, I mean on paper. I, look, I don't. I don't think it was the worst offense. It was. It was pretty much what the Seahawks were able to accomplish last year was Steve Wilkes' dream. Was right. run first. They were. They ran. They toted the rock between three running backs. Yep. And Russell Wilson probably had to throw the ball twenty to twenty-five times a game, and probably saved himself some wear and tear that he'd probably suffered the past couple seasons without an offensive line. But is Russell Wilson happy in a run-first offense? I think any quarterback would say. Now. No, I don't care was, how much it's preserving me. Well, and in a couple of years before that, he was throwing the ball forty times a game. Yeah, he was. So it was it was, it was stark difference. So very Herculean effort by Russell. Wood. I mean, th- this is coming from two guys that are covering a team within their division. Uh, He's special. He, he is. He is. If if he ever became available, if he ever hit the open market, I mean, thirty five million. Who knows? It might it might go upwards. I mean, we saw Kirk Cousins, who hasn't won anything, who isn't over five hundred in his career. We got three for eighty two. Is that right? He got three for 86. Yeah. Fully guaranteed. Yeah, he got baseball guaranteed money. After making $45 million in two years before yeah, that it, combined. On franchise tags. Yeah. Exactly right. Okay, so enough drum roll. Okay, yeah. So Jason Lock and Russell Fora. Wilson would be would would break, would shatter every record if he hit the open market. Oh, yeah. He might even shatter it just and he's by still staying a kid. with the Seahawks. Hold on. As I'm Googling how old he is, 30 years old. Yeah. He could easily play. I mean, look at how long these 10 guys more are years. Yeah. Okay, so Jason Lock and Forrest set this up. The Giants would get Russell Wilson. The Arizona Cardinals would get all three of these picks from the New York Giants. Six, 17, and 37. Okay. So that's their first, their two first-round picks. The one, one of they which got, they got from Odo Beckham. Sure, and a second-round second pick. Rounder. So in this situation, the Cardinals would have six, 17, 33, and 37. And then the Seahawks would get the number one overall pick. Uh, the the only issue I see here is that after accepting this deal, Steve Kime gets another DUI by celebrating. Yeah, really. That's the only issue I see here. <laughs> or I, or they hurt themselves running to the podium for each and every pick. So when I saw this, I told Bo that uh, I have to change my pants. You, it's, <laughs> look, it's it's absurd. Look, let's say this: it's not happening. Right, right. But if if that if that deal ever came across Kime's desk. You make it. I don't care how 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 in love you are with Kyler Murray, and that's probably why this process is taking as long as it is. Is that they are waiting for the best deal, probably either for you know the first pick or Josh Rosen, whichever direction they're going. Right? It, it only benefits them to kind of wait on it, unless they get an absurd deal like that one that you just pointed out, two firsts and a second. That's the only. I mean, you make that deal. You make that deal. I don't care who. I don't care if man. I, you could be even comfortable at the quarterback position and or you could be sitting there and you could have a quarterback at the top of the draft that's you know 
of the caliber of Andrew Luck and really have to double think. Yeah. Do I not take that deal or do I take it? Oh, my goodness gracious. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, we're living, you know, in la-la land right now. There was now, a third team in that deal or no? No, no, no. That was the third team. The so Cardinals are the third team. What did the Seahawks get in that deal? The number one overall pick. Okay. And a conditional second or third if Wilson goes to the playoffs. Yuck. Or wins the Super Bowl. They get a conditional second round pick if Russell Wilson wins the Super Bowl. See, that? that's... that. Why would the Seahawks ever even? Because I don't think Pete Carroll's going to be there for a long time. It doesn't matter about Pete Carroll. I mean, it's just as an organization, you, you're giving up a guy who, I mean, can write himself a, a blank check, right? I mean, you the type of the caliber of quarterback that Russell Wilson is. I mean, you you don't let them go. They're going to pay him what he wants, right? So why, why would you? Why would they come up with the least amount in return? Look, as far as from a Cardinals perspective, you you jump at that chance of that, right? You take the the picks, uh, absolutely, and you also get a division rivals best player across the United uh, agreed, States. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, but well, but no, for but the Bo, Seahawks, it makes. But zero if you're the Seahawks, sense. are you going to win with Russell Wilson? The team is currently constructed. Yes, you're going to win. They were competitive last year. Being competitive. And winning, but they're they're look they're close. And anytime you have a player, but if you take seventy percent of the salary cap and you give it to one it's guy, not that mu- it's not seventy. It's it's going to be similar to where they are now. And they've they've made some decent. I mean, they they missed on their first round pick and and Penny as a running back last year. But I mean, they they were impressive last year. They were a team that was ahead of schedule as far as rebuilding, retooling. I'm not sleeping on the Seahawks. I think that they could very well be back in the thick of things as far as the NFC playoff picture is concerned. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. They uh, lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs, didn't they? Yeah. And they covered. You see that video? <laughs> that one, the Cowboys fan. Oh, it was the worst. Oh, that's right, because Sebastian Janikowski got hurt. So they had to go for that's two. Right. That's right. Pulled that, pulled that fat Polish hammy. How dare you? <laughs> That was actually one of the Raiders' better first-round picks in recent history. I cannot believe they drafted kicker in the first round. But man, I mean, that—that's absurd. <laughs> That's—I know. I hope we Six, have a seventeen and thirty-seven. Oh, oh, sweet mother! Are, which segment are we? Are we in the final segment? We're gonna—we're gonna come back and be in the final segment. Okay. Well, there is a there is a report from New NJ.com, New Jersey, following this story very closely as far as Josh Rosen, Giants involved, and uh, NJ.com believes that Cliff Kingsbury, new Cardinals head coach, is finally. Driving the price up for Josh Rosen. We'll explain. We'll dissect next. It's Locked On Cardinals. Wrapping up here, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. You follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. So, NJ.com. Bo, go right ahead. You tease it before the break. Yeah, so NJ.com. This is a story that I've actually found a couple uh, articles in relation to Josh Rosen because the Giants seem to be, it's the Giants and the Redskins are really the two teams that you have to pay attention to down the stretch here as, as we get closer and closer to draft day. Because the Giants, obviously, with Eli Manning, they don't have a solution beyond Manning at the quarterback position. With that being said, they don't have a solution at quarterback right now. And in the Washington Redskins, Alex Smith's leg exploded last year. He's not playing next year. Um, and his his future is in serious doubt. They traded a late-round pick, I think a seventh-round pick for Case Keenum, and that's their quarterback situation. Colt McCoy also, apparently they have some, they like Colt McCoy. So Josh Rosen is an option, obviously uh, very affordable. We know about that, that contract that's going to be for the next four years. 
So those are the two teams. So NJ.com doing their homework. And according to this article, and this is via ESPN's Josh Weinfuss, somebody who Alex talks to on a weekly basis, um, basically comes into Cliff Kingsbury is finally trying to push the value of of Josh Rosen. And this is a comment that he said, um, quote, Josh can move. He can extend plays more than people think. He has a great tennis background, very athletic. You don't have to be a 4-3 guy. You just have to be able to move off the spot, keep your eyes downfield, extend the play through those guys to uncover. When you watch the tape, he does a good job of that. Um, whoever the coordinator is, the coach is, to build around that guy and make sure you're doing stuff that he can do, he can run it. Do things he's good at running the football. He's only a, he's only a drop-back passer. You better have concepts to get the ball out of his hand. He knows where he reads and he can make quick decisions. The air raid has it. I guess give and take in it where you can make adjustments to be as effective with different styles of play at that position. So basically Cliff Kingsbury is saying Josh Rosen is fully capable of running the air raid. He's fully capable of running any offense. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I mean, if you're trying to sell the rest of the league on Josh Rosen, why do you have to sell him specifically on the air raid offense? I don't know. It's it's curious to me. It kind of I mean, well. It's probably the question was probably for something else. Yeah, I mean it's it's just kind of piggybacks yesterday, and I don't want to get too deep into this conversation, but that this move could seriously divide a locker room. Oh, if they if they draft Kyler Murray and retain Josh Rosen, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I've quit a couple times. One of which was I posted on Facebook. If the Cardinals sign Sam Bradford or Mike Glennon, I quit. And they happened to sign bang, bang, one, two, right <laughs> after each other. So that was, I, I hit Yahtzee on that My one. My prayers were answered. <laughs> but unfortunately, you didn't follow through. I didn't, because I'm a go-getter. Oh, man. But, I mean, I apologize by reading that quote. That was brutal. That's fine. It was like uh, Billy Madison t- t- today, Junior. <laughs> but um, I, just, I just, to me... I, I, I'm still holding on to the belief that this is a smokescreen. Josh Rosen's going to be the guy moving forward. Yeah. And they're going to try to capitalize on the first pick and all the, the high picks they have in each round uh, and turn that into more positional depth across the roster yeah. to infuse I, I talent. So. You, you know, I, just, I mean, it's going to be like this feeling, and I've, I've said it, and I've asked Josh Weinfuss on the show before, I, I'll be like, you know, Josh, are you going to be let down if they don't draft Kyler Murray? And I've said this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm just going to – this is my reaction. Mm-hmm. If I hear – if we hear that – breaking news, Adam Schefter, uh, the Lakers, the uh, the Cardinals will draft Nick Bosa number one overall and retain Josh Rosen. It's going to be – this is going to be my reaction. <sighs> Aww. <laughs> you know, it's bit. one of those. It's it's relief and then, oh, I nuts. think it's going to be – it's going to be probably very similar to the first year under Sean McVay. I don't know if the results are going to be the same. And Jared Goff, where there's this very tempered optimism. This is a guy that had a horrible rookie year in Jared Goff and that they were just trying to see if he was going to be a guy they could move forward with. It, and, and then he came out of the gates and he was on fire. Yeah. Can Josh Rosen produce the same results? That's a big question He needs mark. a Cooper Cup. He, yeah, he. You know, I mean, he and, needs. A, hey, they're good. I, I got to believe that they're going to go out there and and be very aggressive. Jordy, 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jordy Nelson. Jordy, I love him. Don't you think they're going to be aggressive, at least maybe in the draft, and getting some guys and just flood that position? Say what you want with Jared Goff and Cooper Cup. When he went down with the ACL terror last year, the offense changed. His safety valve was gone. Jared Goff, uh, Josh Rosen does not have a safety valve. Larry Fitzgerald is not a safety valve for him because everybody knows the ball is going to him. There needs to be somebody that will come in here that can learn Cliff Kingsbury's offense immediately and can be a possession receiver that the Cardinals do not have. That is a must. for. It used to be the tight end. Right. It used to be young guys, young quarterbacks, Big Ben, running back, tight end, good defense. That was the elixir for winning. Now with tight ends being receivers, it doesn't have to be a tight end. Let me let me prime the locked on Cardinals audience. Yes. With the, with this probably produced the same result as when you heard that trade proposal idea from Jason Lockenford. Yeah. They might they might mess their pants. <laughs> Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State at second round. Oh, he's a beast. Overall. Calvin Johnson coming out earlier he's a beast. and saying that looking at him reminds me so much of him myself. Yeah. That's from Megatron. And where did Calvin Johnson go to school? He went to Georgia Tech. Not a big school. Not a big football school. Yeah, it was a pass for. It was a team that ran the uh, triple option. Yeah, I mean, and he was a wide receiver. I mean, yep. it was like, Larry Fitzgerald went to Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh they were ranked when he was there. I uh, think don't don't quote me on that, but well, they no, were I mean, they, they were, were relevant. Larry Fitzgerald was invited to the Heisman Trophy ceremony as a wide receiver, which is very rare. Uh-huh. Uh, fun little fact: I saw Larry Fitzgerald's final college game. I watched him play University of Virginia in the Meineke Car Bowl. Oh, Tire really? Bowl. Yeah. And it was pretty star-studded. So it was Matt Schaub was the quarterback in Virginia. Whoa. Heath Miller was a tight end for the Cavs. And uh, Ahmed Brooks, who's a linebacker for the for the Niners. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was Larry Fitz on that on the other side. Whoa. Yeah. And did Charles Woodson win it that? Who won it that year? No, that was – so Woodson was uh, the year Peyton was still oh, in Oh, that's right. Okay. That, was, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Man, in, uh, in 2003 would be? Two, yeah, 2003. Would that be like a Jason White year? I don't know. No, I don't think Jason White's name was big enough. Even though he went, even though he had great numbers, Jason uh, White, two thousand three. That's what I said. I feel like it was Jason White. Yes. I don't know what you. I don't know what you heard. Regardless, when you have a guy, Keem Butler, I I watched him last year. The dude is Larry Fitz was second. Eli Manning was third in that Heisman voting. Still with the dumb face. He has. He's a stereotypical outside wide receiver. He's bigger than most corners, bigger than safeties, can catch the rock, has great feet. He's a monster. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's it, it it's just there's so many Laquan Treadwells out there that it's a can't miss. We're going to draft him in the first round. Uh, John Ross, he, he's a burner, so it's a little bit different. Corey Davis has shown flashes. He doesn't really have a great quarterback there that can, that can throw the ball down the field. He's had a couple – couple big games, but it's just so risky. I think once you hit 2-1, it's it, it's all the risk is off you because it's second round. It's right. not a first-round pick for a wide receiver. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's almost nece- necessary you at that point. You can even go – I mean, depending on what you do in the first round, you could even go 2-1 and 3-1. Yeah. And really get some athleticism they have to do something. in that wide receiver. And round. there are still wide receivers on the market – that other teams may not want to pay yet. Like, the name that comes out is Jermaine Curse. Guys like that. Guys that have shown flashes over the last couple of years. He and Josh McCown had something special two or three years ago in in New York. Something special. He did. He had, he had <laughs> seven or 800 yards receiving and six or seven touchdowns. That, is that that's special in that's, your opinion? Uh, look at the receiving core the Cardinals have. you're the right team if you think that that's special. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
Like, it's when you have guys on this roster, when Bryce Butler and Greg Little, guys that have actually made catches in the NFL, didn't make this roster, who knows? Maybe Trent Sherfield will come out and be something uh, better than average, which is what the Cardinals don't have right you now. You hope that they're not banking on that. I, I, Bo, at this point, I just hope that they bring in new faces, guys that have actually caught more than 20 or 30 balls in their lives. That's all. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, tomorrow... We're going to continue more of this talk. Hopefully, Jason Lockett 4 gives us some more fodder to talk about. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.